Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. I got a speech all worked out already. <laughs> hey, speaking of big news, guys, 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 listen to this one. Guys. Now I know, Dave, how are my levels sounding over there? I sound a little scratchy. <laughs> I know that um, we're getting boatloads of money from Ford and BFG and Jim Beam, but I, I did my due diligence this weekend, guys. I put some time in. I put some work in. Let me set the scene for you. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at Papa Schultz's house. <laughs> Down in the beautiful southeastern Wisconsin, my phone rings. I'm looking at it. Kyoto, Japan? Who the fuck is calling me from Kyoto, Japan? So I, so I answer. I say, hello, this is Quinn. How, how may I help you? <laughs> I shit you not. The one and only Yoshihiro Takagi. Does that name ring a bell? It should, because his ha- old man ran Nakatomi Heavy Industries. <laughs> Guys, it came through. We have, like, the equivalent of Tony Khan in Japan backing us now. <laughs> and he doesn't even listen to the podcast. That means we can say whatever we want. We are going to be so goddamn rich. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live from the newly renamed Nakatomi Towers. We are nestled in the heart of the beautiful Fox Valley, overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Naga Naga Naga. Not going to need to work here anymore. That's right. You found us. There's only one. This is the Wauri Kasuri Podcast. No what? <laughs> That's Japanese for bad medicine. It's in the contract. That's all I got to say. It's in the contract. We have to now say the Wari Kasuri. Wari Kasuri? Isn't she part of uh, the Kabuki Warriors? If not, she should be. (laughs) Jesus. So, fellas, it was big news this week. We made it happen. (laughs) Guys, what do you got on tap over there, Diamond Dave? What we got on tap? Oh, he keeps pointing at his phone to me. He uh, meant uh, meant Appleton Oak. Phone. Uh, it's, oh, it's uh, Christmas season coming up, fellas. Uh, we oh, say perfect. we we say Christmas here on the Bad Medicine That's where we Podcast. Do Merry Christmas. Christmas. Nobody gets to it's holidays. <laughs> Don't say Christmas. <laughs> Just anyhow, but you're celebrating December 25th. Uh, Christmas is coming up here. Uh, big yeah, time of the year. Day Jesus is the it go ever. home week. Big time of the year for uh, for a lot of people. Every uh, happy Hanukkah. The world. Did that start like yesterday? Happy birthday to Jesus. Mm-hmm. We would like to start happy off by winter wishing, solstice. Uh, the guy Jesus. who just refused to do the job. <laughs> he lays down for absolutely, absolutely no one. one. So, 
anyone, someone educate Mr. Oak on the term job. Oh, oh hey, yeah, word of the he, week. He doesn't lose for, for anyone. Ooh, wrestle. Oh, right. To, to do the job so is to lose. Dave, oh, to do yeah, the yeah. job is you to lose. You did the job when you got a nut shot. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I did the job. You did the job. That a boy. Does shit hurt? <laughs> I did the job he that Quinn once had t- to make t- him t- look t- like t- a million the, bucks, the and I did. The accuracy of Kevin Thorne's kick. He missed <laughs> my scrotum by, can we say scrotum <laughs> on the podcast? Say um, bag we already said degenerate gutter skank. I think we're fine. The accuracy was brilliant. For those of you not listening... My friend Joe. Listen up, then, damn it! For those of you, for those of you not listening, for those of you who aren't for those of you who didn't know, uh, I was a guest at my friend Joe's wrestling promotion, sports and signings, the SNS Super Show, down, friends down, of the down podcast. in Kenosha. Jesus Christ, Andrew. Why? Because Joe didn't invite you to be in his ring? Because he's a yes. battle royal. Yeah. Well, did he have a battle royal? Not that weekend. Okay. Then Andrew's I take back specialty. my pass. Yeah, his specialty is only battle specialty royals. drunk up at Mole Lake. Andrew's yeah. specialty is battle royals. Hey, we need 30 guys. <laughs> We're about 15 short. I got one. I got that guy from I Appleton. I always love doing a battle royal, though, with Diamond Dave. Hey, am I winning? No. Andrew, throw me out right away. <laughs> guys, I'm telling you, if you know you're not going over... Don't spend any time in that ring because you ain't going to get shit over. Just throw yourself out. Oh, hell with that. I'm going to go out there and run the ropes and do spots. <laughs> now now you're, you're throwing too many wrestling terms at our fans in one week. Doing spots. Well, whatever, John. When we talk about spots, we talk I'm about... Sorry, we got off track a little bit here. Yeah. Where were we? I don't know. We were, Kevin talking, about, we were, talking, about, Kevin we were talking about Christmas, and then Dave brought up my nuts... And we were given term yes, on the job, but no, you were talking about gross. accuracy. <laughs> 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 no, so anyhow, I was at a wrestling show. Um, I uh, was going out to the ring to um, talk with Kevin Thorne, um, former WWE superstar. Gangrel was there. Hey, did we give a shout um, out to the uh, promoter for that show? Yeah, Je- friend Joe's got a show coming up. Uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. The 28th, folks. Yeah, go check it out. He's got Ken Anderson, Swaggle. He's got Tito Santana. Tito Santana. He's also Tito. Got I guarantee he'll be better than any AEW show you've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, me, what the fuck? <laughs> fucking outlaw mud show bullshit. Let me pull this. Let me pull this up here, just so I can get all the right information. Get all the deets. And yeah, put over the indie talent that's going to be on there too, Dave. Uh, put over. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so we have. Um, let's see. A this whole is lot going, of guys. Yeah, <laughs> December twenty eighth. Well, there's some wrestlers. SNS and, uh, SNW uh, Super Show three at the Broad Stop. Um, again, we oh, have uh, got a lot of big names there, guys. I heard their burgers I'm are good. Who do we got? Like you said, Hornswoggle, Tito Santana, Ken Anderson, uh, Glacier. Um, All friends of the podcast. Yeah, there's uh, Dynamite uh, Drop and Money. Jay Bradley. Yeah, it's going to be. This Even is going to be. A, it'll be a good show. And, and look, like I said before on last week's uh, in previous weeks, if if you guys haven't been to a live show, you got to get to one. Especially some of the local shows, they can be so much fun. Uh, but again, a great show down in Kenosha, the Sports and Signing Super Show Three. So make sure to check that out. Well, and especially the guys that they're bringing in, because those guys really know how to work a crowd and get them going. I mean, yeah, they have they, good people they coming know what in, doing, and it's a it's know? a cool, and for old school fans. Um, for old school fans, it's a cool opportunity to meet some legends and things like that. Stopping at a local show i mean tito santana was was uh, you know just a superstar back in the 80s mm-hmm. you know and if you're a if you're an old school wrestling fan to be able to go to a local event and meet some people like that mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool opportunity but uh so anyhow i took a nut shot and when we were setting it up before the show he's like you know you gotta 
He's like, you can't stand normal. He's like, you need to stand with your feet further apart, you know, and I'll, I'll get, you know, right up on the inside of your inner thigh. He's like, are you wearing boxer? I'm like, Fuck, what? Are, you, are we talking about getting that close? He's like, are you wearing? I'm like, no, I'm not wearing boxers. I got like boxer briefs on. Everything's the classic security. He's like, wears. okay, good. He's I like, don't want to have kids. He's like, make sure you're standing with your feet, like, you know, at least shoulder width apart or wider. It's going to be a little unnatural. Dude, he missed my nuts by a sixteenth of an inch and smoked the inside of my thigh. And I mean smoked. I thought, you know, a little love tap, but you know, to sell it, you gotta you gotta make contact and stuff like that, you know. And I had people be like, Oh, you sold oh wow, you sold that really good. Your timing was great. I'm like it wasn't timing. He fucking he smoked my inner thigh. It, I didn't have to time anything. It obviously it didn't do as much damage as a nut shot would have done. But I fucking it hurt, and I went down like for real. Like gotta sell it, Dave. It, no, I didn't have to sell shit. <laughs> That's that what makes a hurt, pro a pro. Anyhow, yeah, yeah, you, you got, you got, yeah, he sold it on like oh, uh, one of those God. guys from what the. Black Order on uh, AEW punching the, the mat. The, the Dork Order. I the Dork Order. <laughs> dork Order. Punching the mat. Hey, stop getting off track. Yeah, we'll, we're we'll talking about. We're talking about. It's, oh, Christ, it's Christmas. Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, just making sure. You know. We uh, would like to start <laughs> by wishing uh, wishing a Merry Christmas first and foremost to all of our listeners out here at the Bad Medicine Podcast. Hope you, you know guys who have you a ho- Merry Xbox. <laughs> what? You know who you are. <laughs> you know out there listening. <laughs> Especially all those hard workers who work the second, third shifts and all that jazz. EMS, all that, law and order. Yeah, hey, I saw some guy law and order. <laughs> Dave, here, let, all right. Just, just guy, let him run the is, boards. This guy's as bad at fucking thank yous as he is segues. Uh, How about this, Dave? Uh, the Bad Medicine Podcast would like to send out a sincere thankful, <laughs> show their gratitude to all of our law enforcement, our firefighters, our EMTs, and our military this holiday season, working hard to make sure that we can enjoy our lives at home with our friends and family. We can continue to do the things that we do because there are people putting their butts on the line day in and day out f- for our freedoms and for a lot of things that we take granted for. So for the Bad Medicine Podcast, everybody working at hospitals, um, doctors, nurses, everybody that's putting in time this Christmas at uh, thank yous fall in short order for, we would like to say thank you from the Bad Medicine Podcast. Um, well, I mean, except for the guys just sitting behind their desk going on Facebook. I mean, yeah, we, we can't be throwing around the hero term. Not everybody. Not everybody Bilber. working. But, okay, uh, Bilber. <laughs> Oh, we were talking. We were talking before we uh, before we started this. Before we started. <laughs> we, we, yeah, that that, that before, is what Diamond Dave was doing earlier to this morning. So I was going to start started the show. Is uh, that's a setup for you? Can, you can understand how I got with Sharded, but no. <laughs> See, even Arnold didn't. Like uh, best Christmases, guys. Uh, let's let's go around the table. You know, this holiday season, Christmas time. Talk about some of our best Christmas memories, best gifts. Uh, Quinn, you uh, in production. Oh, your your best Christmas memory is one that many people will be familiar with. Many can relate yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I I almost feel bad because I almost kind of feel like it's a cop out for people of our generation because I'm sure a lot of people had this this same type of gift. But my gosh, I will never forget Christmas morning coming down and opening up my Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh my gosh, when I saw that I was like, this is it. This is all I need. I don't need anything else. And you know, the lead into this, I you remember got more the, gifts. No, 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 I don't. this is all I need. <laughs> I'm good. But I remember when that uh, when that first came out, 
you know, it was probably $7,000 in today's money, you know, compared to what it was back then. But I remember there was this kid in elementary school who I won't name, but he used to brag every day about his Nintendo. I remember lining up for recess to go back inside. And he's like, oh, I'm so bored here at recess. I wish I was at home playing my Nintendo Entertainment System. And he used the whole the whole, the whole word thing. to describe it the just to really just rub to, it in. Yeah. And I remember me and a couple of my buddies are just sitting around like, oh, we should beat him this, up and take it. You know, he's just got to rub it in. I can't believe he got one this early. I didn't even know it was out yet. You know, was but, he the same kid that like kicked ball? He couldn't kick the ball, and his like penny loafer went flying off. No, I, penny I, loafer. Penny loafer. <laughs> no, I didn't oh, have a penny loafer. He, he managed to strike out a kickball, which is physically but, impossible. You know, <laughs> to show how big of a deal that is, the fact that I can still remember every detail about that story, what time of day it was, what people were were wearing. And the amount of rage and anger that I had that <laughs> this guy's just rubbing my face in it, you know. But then Christmas morning came. Everything went well. And, and there it was. And I think I played uh, Super Mario Brothers and Commando. Uh, big shout out to my brother Aaron getting me Commando for uh, <laughs> the Commando video <laughs> game for, for, for Christmas. It was, uh, it was hey, tremendous. Hey, okay. Here's the, here's, the, here's the test, Quinn. Here's the test. I know it. Do you know it? Commando, hit me with it. Well, I use the. Uh, are we talking? You uh, know what? I, you know <laughs> what I'm talking. Oh, that's well. See, I think you're getting the Contra code mixed up with Commando. Oh my, it's because God. Contra oh, was up, shit. down, down, left, Holy right, left, cow. right, BA start. Did I just shit the bed? Or it's, what? It's also you sharted, as, you sharted the bed. <laughs> That's oh, also known as the Konami Commando. code. I used to have a shirt that had oh, it on there because I, I used it for Contra. turtles. See, that's how when, when you start talking Nintendo yep. and I go back, like instantly I go into Contra. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing with uh, the God, Nintendo was, and then I'm sorry, I don't mean to take up so much time here. We'll, we'll get to oh, the yeah, other oh, guests really? here. You're right. But the, uh, You're good. the, the no thing more with the Nintendo, usual. and Dave, you probably remember this, there was like different levels of the system you could get. There was just the Nintendo with a controller, or maybe it was two controllers. Then there was the system with the two controllers and Super Mario Brothers, and then there was the system with the gun and the two controllers and Duck Hunt and, and Super Mario, Mario. and, 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 and <laughs> the coup de gras, <laughs> the one where if you were the, the spoiled rich fuck on the corner, you got the Nintendo, the gun, and Robbie the Robot with Gyromite and Stack Up and Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. I swear to God, that had well, to be like... the trackpad? Well, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that, that was awesome. Just, that that was released in the first sit year. There, just sitting there. Sit they're sweaty. <laughs> oh, dude. Mine, the least, the just worst was doing, uh, was doing the, <sighs> doing sucks. Let's just play Mario Brothers. Do, doing the fucking hurdles. Right? The hurdles. <laughs> Finally, the I would just get bored and go on my knees and just use my hands. <laughs> yeah, everybody, oh, you cheater. You were one of those guys. Yeah, just like, slamming. my guy had a world record of like 17 <laughs> feet of a long jump because I could hold my hands up forever. Well, the best was you get that uh, that Ness Advantage controller that had like the automatic rapid fire on it that you could oh, set in the slow wow. motion and stuff. Oh, you hung yeah, out anyway, with some remember? rich kids, didn't oh, you? Yeah, but what, su- what sucked about the slow motion is it was just it was pause. pausing. Yeah. So like if it went to a full screen of pause, you had to see paws like blinking at you. <laughs> also, it would make seizure. the sound. It's like that's where you play a real game like Tecmo Super Bowl where you couldn't pause. So, so that was my best Christmas. Was the Nintendo? I don't think I'll ever forget it. Close second would be probably when I got the original Game Boy. 
All right. Ooh, that was the shit, too. too. Yeah. All right. So I am going to take everybody back to Christmas 1991. I was in sixth grade. Uh, if you were a... Uh, New Kids on the Block young... album? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, Andrew. Pass. Not quite. So... <laughs> Uh, I had been begging my mother for this item, didn't know if I was going to get it. If you were a sixth grader at that time, you were undoubtedly a huge fan of Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls. Um, by that time, I think he had, what did he have, all three of his first titles? No. No, no 91? He, he would have had one. one. He would have <clears throat> had one. See, that's so how 90, I was... 90, 91, 91, 92, 92, 92. Thanks, for, thanks Andrew. But uh, <laughs> the chalk line... Retro and it wasn't retro. <laughs> Shit, that's how old I am. The chalk line, the chalk line jacket, the chalk line jacket. You guys know which ones I'm talking about. The nope. fucking here, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, and the, the chalk I'll line. Look, it's the fucking Joey. Get on it. It's the jacket with like the graphics on. And you actual. I'll show these guys here. Oh yeah, yep, I remember thing. those. The yep. chalk line jacket. Oh. So for those of you not familiar, right. you have to Google like Jordan chalk line yeah. jacket. It had so his image. On it was the like a, an elastic waisted, almost like a bomber jacket with like this satin, satin like looking finish with his his big image on the back of it and him uh, <laughs> doing a jump shot. So it was a this really tricked out Jordan jacket, and I was a huge fan. Apparently, not that big. I don't know the year <laughs> they won the championships, but I sure like Michael Jordan. He played yeah, a Jordan. basketball game once. I know him. Jesus Christ, Andrew. Pass. But, no, but so that Dave, was, I think. Sound effects. I, I, Stop I, using my I phrase. Think, uh, I think that was probably my best Christmas gift that uh, that I received was was the Jordan jacket. Do you jacket. still have the Jordan jacket? Of course I do. It's in, my, it's in my closet. I've worn it like probably twice in 20 years. Be so afraid. It's still, yeah. like scratched it's or wrecked. still mint. I do have I do have a gift, and I will say the best gift. And it's it's weird talking about past relationships on the old Bad Medicine podcast. Now yeah, that's that what an, we're here for. Now that I'm an engaged man, but hey, you're on the WGNR couch. Speak to us. Speak to us. No, I. Uh, so my uh, grandfather was in World War II and uh, served in North Africa and uh, in Southern Europe, and uh, never really talked about the war um, like a lot of like a lot of veterans. Um, his World War II uniform sat in my grandma's basement for years and then just kind of in a side closet. And uh, <clears throat> I remember when I was in high school, I, I saw it in her closet once when I was uh, when she had moved from her house into kind of a senior apartments type thing. It was in the closet. And I was there visiting, put my jacket in the closet, and I had asked, like, you know, wow, that's crazy that you have grandpa's war uniform. You know, what are you going to do with it? And she's like, well, it's kind of been sitting there. And he only had one son, my Uncle John. And my Uncle John served in Vietnam. And so it's certainly not to say that my Uncle John wouldn't have wanted the uniform, but he just kind of had a different... Uh, just yeah, a different image of war. Yeah, different idea you know? back then. And yep. so for him, it was like he didn't he didn't want the uniform. I think for that. So my uncle John's a, a great guy. But I asked my grandma if I could have it, and she said, you know, yeah, someday you can have it or whatever. So um, I, w I was gifted it a number of years later, um, and uh, it was in my closet in plastic uh, when I used to live down at the Fox River Mills apartments. Um, so it was kind of in the back of the closet. I had always planned on doing something with it, but I didn't. And the person I was dating at the time um, took it out of my closet. I had no idea and went and sat down with my mom and uh, and pulled like a bunch of old pictures, my grandpa's passport, old money that he had from the war and had like this big box thing made. It's still hanging in my living room right now. Oh, nice. So, like one of those shadow boxes. A shadow kinda. box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have a shadow box with my grandfather's World War II uniform with pictures that he took from the pyramids all over North Africa. Nazi planes bombed out and shit like that. It is it is the coolest thing. And to, to be perfectly honest with you, it's the most 
by far the most valuable thing I own. Like if I had to set flame to my house and everything, my house and everything in it, or I had to set fire to my grandpa's World War II uniform, I would take my grandfather's World War II uniform, live with it in a fucking cardboard box (laughs) and set my house on fire. And um, so the uniform itself obviously is, is the the valuable piece to me, but having that all in a box, that was, that was done up real nice. That was something you can look at every day. That was a phenomenal, like I said, I don't too much dive into past relationships. Relationships here, but that well, was the a bar's f- been set kind of high. Was I hope a, she's listening. Was I a, bet you she was. knew the regular was <laughs> left field. God, the popcorn knowing the regular. Fucking <laughs> oh, Andrew, <laughs> Dave. How about your best Christmas gift? You know, it's gonna sound Jesus pretty nerdy, but I gotta go with what Quinn said. Anytime I got a Nintendo, was all over that. It's yeah. super excited. A Sega PlayStation. Oh, dude, when the PlayStation first came out, oh. nonstop. Non-stop. Yep. Just, non-stop. That was like the big, that was when they made the big turn. And uh, yeah, I remember, I think it was my second year in college. I was up there with my PlayStation and uh, these dudes were like all hacking it and shit. And they were burning the CDs and doing like mods with like game. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. CDs. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. So yeah, obviously I think uh, it just seems so different with, you know, with video games now where I don't think the excitement or the well, hype is really Do you there, remember or, the know. trouble of trying to save your spot? And you had to have a memory card in order to save it for the yeah. most part. Yep. That was just stuff. the trouble. It's like, no. Mom, I love this, but uh, where's the memory card? I, uh, <laughs> so I don't no, think I no, can Metal solid in one run <laughs> here. Now it's, now it's like, oh, God, I, I need another terabyte of memory right. attached to my PlayStation oh, 4. It's like, no, I would put Metal Gear Solid over anymore. to the moon until I die. That was my favorite all time game. Dave never does the sneaking. Put it over to the moon. Dave never does the sneaking. You're supposed to be stealthy in the missions. All right. Fuck it. Oh, that's stealth, right? No. I'm out of ammo again. Give me the bandana code. Break a joke. Andrew. Your best, best Christmas. Christmas present. My best Christmas present, you know, I could go same with you guys. I remember us getting gifts of uh, Nintendo one year. The one was uh, when my mom was like, we opened all the gifts and we had this entertainment center where it had the magnetic to open up where the speakers oh, nice. were. Yeah. And Tight. she's like, oh, uh, there's one gift left. No, there's not. Oh, she did the, the so, Red Rider trip yep, to you. All of a sudden she goes, opens it up and we're like what the hell and that was a super nintendo nice. so that was that was big time nice. high society over here yeah yeah, you were yeah. Kid. that was the, that was a classic joke we were the rich family because we had super nintendo and sega genesis <laughs> wow. wow but uh but uh no uh can't remember what year it was but i was huge into ghostbusters as a kid love always watch the cartoon watch the movies you must and, have loved number three huh <sighs> It was, don't, it was, don't do that. Can't wait for the new one. Uh, but uh, no, I got the Proton Pack for Christmas. Oh, that's, uh, the life and it was pack. in it. Proton Yeah, pack. so I put that on. And then I also, for my birthday later that year, I got the, the Ghost Trap. That you you could press on the little button and it would open up. So you could trap ghosts. You know, and I want to talk a little bit about toys back in the 80s because those commercials <laughs> were so goddamn, like, 
what's the word I can say? Not unrealistic, but they were just flat out lying to us. Like you'd get the proton pack, you'd see the commercial, the kids doing whatever. There's fire and streams and stuff coming out of it, and the the trap you open up, there's this big glow of light coming out. You get it home, it doesn't do any of that. There there was still (laughs) fire in my house, but that was because of me. But no, God. But no, I we should we should commercials were not honest. We should have Andrew tell us more about his childhood because this I feel like this is explaining a lot of things to me. <laughs> well, like, like, like how I was an arsonist, kind I of. Feel like, I feel like... I, I set fire to two houses. I feel like well, things an are, apartment and a house. I feel like things are starting to add up. Somebody's going to pay me. for my bad day. Uh, <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, anybody got anything fun going on for, like, anything other than just, like... I shouldn't say anything other than the boring well, old family stuff. Does anybody have anything maybe out of the ordinary other than just family, like any big events or anything that anybody's going to? Anything? No. You know, I, I there's know there's a lot is, of drinking going on. Yeah, I know there's a lot of drinking and a lot yeah. of events going around the uh, the Fox Cities. I when I was at the mall, I think it was uh, uh, the Fox City Brewing Company. Is that right? They had a sign outside about like beer tasting, and I thought to myself, self, who's going to take the time out of shopping for all this stuff? To go sit in here and taste a bunch of beer and guys, act like you know what you're talking the guy, about. I would. I'll tell I you who's going to go to beer tastings are the guys who don't want to be shopping with their wives. Oh, their poor credit cards. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not much of. I'm not. Look, they I'm, get the updates. Honey, on why the, is it glowing now? <laughs> they, they get updates on their phone while they're sitting at the bar drinking. Dring. Oh, fuck. I'm not. I'm not much <laughs> no. of a. I'm not much of a uh, a beer guy. But I'd go to a, You know, if I was at the mall and shopping and whatever, I'd go to a beer tasting. I'm pretty simple. You know. Like if you throw a, like a fucking cold Coors Light or a Bud Light at me, I'm pretty happy. I'm not like a beer snob. I don't like IPAs and craft beers that taste fucking weird. I don't plan on I growing like them. Do beer. you pretend you like them like other people who Fuck do no. drink them? No, oh, no. So I'm just like it's eh. heady. It's heady. Like well, I go well, I go to beer fest every year. That's in my hometown of Chilton. Yeah, but you just Wisconsin. go looking for girls. Yeah, but uh, also there's a lot of good beers there. Like there's a whiskey beer there that I had there that was just amazing. Yeah. I'm sure I, I that's I not a beer so strong. It's just called. Okay, whiskey. so here's okay, so let's here's so so here's a question. I thought it looked like a strange color for beer and had no foam. Here's a question. What's what's obviously we it's it's all over the internet. People make fun of like the craft beer people and eh, craft beer. What's worse? Uh, like a craft beer tasting or a fucking wine tasting? Oh, God, wine, hands down. That stuff <laughs> oh, all tastes the same. Well, 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 at least with beer tasting, you can drink it. Wine, you're supposed to spit it out. Yeah, like an uh, t- That shit all tastes the same. Well, you Give me yeah. a nice bottle of Boone's Farm no and I'm fine. In wine. I'll tell you what. I... I I fucking hate wine tastings, okay? Now, I would well, like to why? clarify and make this very clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with people who like drinking wine. I think it's a very economical way to get completely shit-faced and drown your sorrows. So there's nothing wrong with drinking wine. There's nothing wrong with people gathering together and drinking wine. But some of these fucking wine tasting events, and I've been to a few, and I couldn't even begin to explain how miserable I've been at every fucking single one. You can see my blood pressure start to rise as I go into it. You know why? Because it's not people just enjoying and drinking wine. Because you always get these assholes. You know, people talk like assholes at wine tasting. Gotta Um, clean my palate. This one one has notes of of an autumn breeze and and maple leaves dancing across my palate. (laughs) And I'm getting a sense. Is that a oh yes, uh, I'm sensing, you know, mountain spring. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're using terms that aren't even like 
real terms. People just left and right making stupid shit up at wine tastings. They don't even I, know how to stir it properly yeah, yeah, like, in a glass. Fucking sit there and stir the glass, like sniffing. What are you even looking for? And it's it's full bodied. Like shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I just like, give them this big old Packer cup I have in here. Fill it up to the top. You just give me some just, just, just shut the fuck up. You know, like just like like I said, there's nothing wrong. It's funny watching the people. The, the funny thing I do enjoy about wine tastings is watching the snooty people pretending like they know what they're talking about, and then the rest of the crowd the who are like, "Fuck, just give me, just give, give me, me more. more. Yeah, this is Bro, good. This is can good. Can you get me another glass? Or just me in the background? Is, kids, is there any vodka around here <laughs> anywhere? You got to look you know, at it's the a way good they, wine, Bud Light. You got to look at the way they cup it, too. They cup the glass. Yeah. Same way they cup well, the Well, let's balls. be honest, guys. That's just something that uh, guys end up getting roped into because yeah, they're ladies to go up to Dora County. Yeah. The reality is I don't think any dude or I'm going to say 99% of guys don't want to be involved in fucking a wine tasting. Okay? They'd rather be sitting with their buddies, drinking beer, watching sports. Wine tasting is for 99% of guys, appease your girlfriend, wife, significant other type thing. And like I said, I, like I, said, I don't... Uh, it sounds weird to say I don't have anything against people who drink wine <laughs> like you really? it sounds like you do I'm not gonna hate people but no I just I hate going to events look I could win a fucking billion dollars tomorrow and be invited to drink $10,000 bottles of wine and I still wouldn't be like Ugh, notes of autumn and a hint of oak on my palate shut the fuck up yeah, and the funny thing oak. is they did they oak. did a thing a couple I don't know a couple years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago they did a wine tasting thing blind wine tasting thing and two oh, buck chuck Google it. Two buck chuck wine tasting. Google that shit. A $2 bottle of wine beat a bunch of expensive wines in these taste testing because these pricks had no fucking clue what they were actually talking about. It was fucking, think about that. They had all these expensive wines lined up. You couldn't, they didn't tell you what kind of wine it was. You couldn't see it was. And all, oh, this wine is extra full bodied with notes of get fucked, you know? And and, and they would, oh, this one wins. And then fucking God, I would have loved to have been there at the end of the wine tasting. Hey, guess what? All you pricks just chose two buck chuck that you can get down at the 7-Eleven. Now get the fuck out and go home and do some man shit. Well, uh, is there anything better than than seeing posers get their comeuppance? Well, oh, it's, not, it's not like I've never been like, this we're, one right we're going to go This one right here is so a hundred. about it. This one right here. I'm, when I taste this one, I think hundred-year-old bottle of the Northwest Southeast Region in the northwest, southwest of California, France. The you know, like they France. start. To, yeah, these fucking the dicks that start telling you about where the fucking region was. I that should the grapes, not have given him that energy the grapes drink. came from. <laughs> These fucking assholes who talk like they know where the grapes came from. You can't tell the difference between fucking gas station wine and fucking grapes yeah. that came from Tuscany. That wine you had was smashed by hobos in the street. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> That's yeah. where it got its Bunch flavor. Of fucking hobos with fucking. Hey, we're Equal going to a Christmas party. Feet. Is there going to be wine there? Sorry. Is it God. red or white? I got to know. I need I a Zinfandel. It's uh, a little dry. Sorry, guys. The, I didn't mean the to ruin. You just ruined, you just ruined Christmas. Does any, here, speaking of ruined Christmas, does anybody have fucking relatives that like like get super fucking like anxiety around Christmas? My mom my mom is the... Dude. Was, I just get so, excited about somebody, giving gifts. Somebody, my mom, when Aww, we were grow, my, giver. my mom, when we were growing up, had the worst anxiety about being like late to my grandma's house. And even late oh. starting breakfast and she doesn't listen to the podcast so i don't have to worry about that <laughs> but every year it's like the running joke with we can me change and my, that it's the running, Sorry, Mama the running joke with myself my brothers my sister and any of our relatives is like who's gonna ruin christmas this year because <laughs> every, every year but you know we show up 10 minutes late you're ruining 
Christmas. You're going to ruin Christmas. Don't bring the wine out around David. He gets excited. Ruin Christmas, but anyhow, what else we got going on? Fucking Star Wars came wine out this again. weekend, man. Dave, the final episode of Star Wars came out this weekend, as always. <laughs> the end final. Of, the end of it. The end of the, this, the, this story. End of yes. this trilogy. There will be this story. Yeah. yeah, there will be more Star Fucking Wars. Fucking Baby Yoda is taking over. Like, they're going to stop. Hey, now, we are going to, um, we're going to do like we always do with movie reviews. We're going to give everybody until next weekend before we dive into it. Um, no spoilers. This <laughs> is opening me. weekend. But, Dave, um, one thing we will talk about is uh, initial numbers are in, and it is down from all of the previous uh, previous releases. Now, for some who don't know what typical numbers are, when we say these, you're going to be like, how is that down? But the hype for these movies, these are kind of low numbers. So domestically, which is U.S., <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the clarification. Well, we're, we're coming for Andrew. We're, 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 coming, shits. we're coming from the what towers? So Nakatomi. Okay, Nakatomi. see, that's why he had to say domestic, and so I'm going to have a nice domestic beer. Shush. Domestically, 176 million uh, across seas, 198. So that brings the grand total for an opening weekend of uh, 374 million. That's what people aren't looking at here in the U.S., though. The people are looking at the 176 and be like, ah. That's so low. Well, yeah, because you can get like massive what was, numbers what was out the, of China. What was the last stuff. one? The the grand total. Well, internationally, it made 198. No, so the grand total was 374. No, 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 I'm saying what. So we we know numbers are down. Do we have numbers from any of the previous it beat, movies? Uh, Avengers, though, didn't it? It did not. No. Okay. I thought it beat Age of Ultron. Nope. Oh, well, Age, Age of, of Ultron. Ultron yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I think it did. Yeah. That wasn't well, the last Avengers. Well, that wasn't. Quinn. No. <laughs> They're all the same. He doesn't know. Come on. He doesn't Ultron. know any DC movies um, <sighs> except for Venom. God. It's favorite. It's because uh, he's got a man but, crush on Tom Hardy. Dude, but no, the guy like, can do no wrong. But everybody, I, I, everybody's I can, got a man I can, crush on. Tom I can Hardy. see why the numbers are down because my buddy Greg, who was interviewed by the local news here. Friend of the podcast, by the way, Fox 11. Is like he was a little apprehensive to see it because he said two kind of let him down the second Dude, part of the trilogy. Let, two let everybody down. They exactly. Had Luke, Luke Skywalker is, was drinking some weird titty milk from maybe some. Maybe it was wine. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the main reason why I thought that titty that's why milk. the neighbors were down. But yeah, that, look, I don't know. Titty milk sounds fun. This, this nah, is the real no, HGH. Not, you put this into this. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a good stuff. No, you got the a titty girl. I do. I, so, <laughs> yeah, I can get you some. So so the previous one, Dave, to uh, answer your question was opening weekend here in the U.S. was two hundred and twenty million. Wow. So you're talking about, what is it, 170, was it here, or 190 this weekend? 176 yes. here in the okay, U.S. Okay, so you're talking almost down $50 million. Yeah, from, from, from the last that's one. That's $50 million that's, in one weekend yikes. is a, is that's a lot. That's how much a second one But let, no, Andrew, Andrew, you're right. There was a lot of people who were really apprehensive. So the last Star Wars movie, I know people were excited about Mark Hamill coming back as Luke Skywalker, but there was just a lot of weird shit. They did a lot of hokey stuff. Um, took uh, took some liberties here. with what um, whose powers were capable of what, what the force was capable of doing and uh and some people didn't like it now i am what i would refer to as a casual star wars fan uh now i've seen all of them okay i've gone to all of them opening weekend you know my dad took me to some of the earlier ones when i was a kid obviously not the first one that was before i was born <laughs> um but um but there's your casual star wars fans if i go to the movie and i enjoy the movie i think it's entertaining uh then i'm gonna leave the theater saying hey i had fun watching this movie then you have people like my brother William, uh, 
who will go off on a 48-hour profanity-laden <laughs> rant about how bad J.J. Abrams has screwed Yo, people were so Disney. excited for him. Yeah. Because they were clamoring for well, Star Well, apparently, Wars. so what I what my brother said this morning, I should go into our, should I go into our Facebook messages? Oh, Jesus. Can you? <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. God, I don't know. Basically, He's an upstanding member uh, yeah, of the Fox I'll Valley. Let, you I'll, leave, I'll leave it at this. He said that, you know, George Lucas gave them source material for a lot of these, uh, for these, these last three um, installments. And apparently they, they just said, fuck that and went and did their own <laughs> things. And I think that's, so that's what a lot of the really hardcore Star Wars fans are angry about. And uh, that's a lot of the Star Wars fans are hardcore Star Wars fans who have been pretty upset. You know, my brother was really reluctant to see this one. He was so disappointed after the last one that he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll wait till it comes out on Disney Plus or whatever. You know, now I think he's, you know, he's got two sons who like it and they're not going to be all like, well, the plot's fucked. You know, they're well, just, we're going to wait. Just, I, and let me give you 12 yeah. reasons that's, why. That's a, well, that's, so me and my brother got into it this morning. He's like, well, what did, he's like, what did you think? He's I'm like, to well, fight I'm like well, it was, it was entertaining. So that I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I thought the new one was a good movie. We'll review it a little bit more la next week. I thought it was entertaining. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, somebody, you got a, you got a 13 year old, and you know, you got a 13 year old and a nine year old kid. Well, he's got to learn about disappointment eventually. Star Wars. No, yeah, and now he's now he's changed his tune. He's gonna take him to Last Blood again. But <laughs> yeah, right. no, but that's so that's where that's where the numbers are down. Is a lot of people were yeah. really disappointed, especially because there was this huge, long-awaited return of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, and then they just did some weird shit with it. And people were like. Fuck that. So I, I enjoyed it very much. I would recommend seeing it. Like I said, I'm going to leave it at that. Not going to do any spoilers. I would recommend seeing the new Star Wars movie. Uh, well, I, I think it's entertaining. I think they do a good job with it. I'm not going to speak to the uh, the hardcore Star Wars fans because I am not one of them. So I, I, I don't see the movies from their perspective. But if you're just a person who kind of likes Star Wars and enjoys fun movies, I would say go see this movie. Um, I enjoyed it a well, lot. The so. first part of the new trilogy, I did go and see in the theater with a, a friend of the podcast, my best, my buddy that was there, and uh, <clears throat> like I did get the crowd to pop during it again because uh, I only went to see Harrison Ford in it. That was really the only reason I wanted to see him again because he just everything awesome he does, every, everything, everything Harrison he does, Ford. he entertains me. So they show the scene where they show the Millennium Falcon and everybody in the crowd, woo, yeah. <laughs> And I just did an ogre and went, nerds. You <laughs> 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 dream killer, you. I wouldn't. I, I watched. Uh, I watched the movie Age of Adeline simply because it had Harrison Ford in it. A complete chick flick that ended up being fantastic. By the way, is that the one where he's the <laughs> bad like guy? And he killed the girl in the bathtub. No, that's not. That's not it at all. Is it the wow. one where they couldn't look at the ghosts or their face melt? No, n neither of you assholes. Oh, so far off. Oh, God, heck, screw you guys. Was it the hey, one so where he was helping uh, Jackie Robinson become a Major League Baseball player? You know what? Fuck both you guys. <laughs> hey, so as a casual fan, though, guys, I, I got to ask because I, I'm kind of uh, – I need some information here. So they, so they did the, the latest trilogy, right, and that ended with this movie. But didn't they make like a couple of other spinoffs? There have been. There's so been. What, what did they make, two of those? Or three. Well, like, uh, like, what was it? The Clone Wars, and or no? Yeah. The... Well, because this was episode nine. Because the last yes. ones I liked were the ones that had uh, Ewan McGregor in them. I liked those. Oh, the prequels. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I thought Return of the Jedi was just like Jar Jar Binks is the future of Star Wars. Now you look past him and it's fine. Oh, you have to. No. It had Liam Neeson and uh, Ewan in it. What more do you well, want? Liam Neeson but, uh, died in the first one. He got killed right away. 
That's still good. But, but anyhow, still- my, my point being, my point being was that. Um, do you guys think there was just too much fatigue with these movies and that because there was so much buildup, people were clamoring for this. I remember I was in high school. They re-released the original three back into the theaters and me and a bunch of my friends went and saw them. And then the next couple of years, they was when they were coming out with the uh, with the prequels with Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson, right, et cetera. Right. So my question is, do you guys think. Disney saw this or who's ever behind it. If it's Disney now, whatever just saw this as a big cash grab. Let's crank out as many of these movies yep. as we can I, get as I much money, money as we can. Fuck the storyline. Fuck the true that's fans a lot of, and just do whatever. That's how, that what you guys people, think? that's how a lot of people feel. Um, okay, Cause that, I haven't seen any of the new ones. Yeah. So basically how it goes chronologically is this, this is how the movies go chronologically. Um, there's uh, the first episode, star Wars one Phantom Menace came out in 99 now this is I'm, I'm Cute, going chronologically yeah, like yeah, storyline storyline story I only uh, went for Natalie Portman on that one shoot. shut the fuck up while I read my this I'm is important shit. I'm just getting shit god uh, damn okay, sit down the second one um, uh, episode 2 Attack of the Clones in 2002 um, the third uh, episode 3 Revenge of the Sith 2005 now number 4 Solo a Star Wars story that came out in 2018 would be ah. next in chronological order of the story um, number five, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, came actually came out in 2016. Part six, now we go back to 1977, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Um, so we go then number seven, uh, The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. Which was number the best. eight, um, Return of the Jedi in 1983. Number nine is actually The Mandalorian, which is out right now, which is a TV show. So they're fantastic. This, this, yeah, this one I'm reading I just right showed now. showed up is, to see Bill Burr in it. Um, so number. And his charger binks a Okay, so number. Um, or excuse me. They're, they put The Mandalorian in, in just to toss that in because that's huge right now. But number nine, uh, Star Wars up. Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Number 10, 8, The Last Jedi. And then. Um, and then the most recent one, um, The Rise of Skywalker, 2018, or excuse me, 2019. Yeah, so they so were really the cranking order. them out fast towards the end there. Yeah. It was like every year, every two years, they had either a spinoff or back to the well, main you, story. You, you look at it, they could kind of push them out real quick just versus like when they came out with the original three where – you know, all the models and everything yep. that they had to do and all the, their quote-unquote CGI compared to now where it was just special effects groups. You know, and the strange things with Star Wars is that much like the NFL season, it's coming to an end. Oh. And fellas, we are into coming up on the NFL playoffs. 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 They playoffs. are who we thought they were. <laughs> you play to win the game. We had them, and we let them off the hook. So going around the horn, <laughs> Diamond still... Dave, who do you like in the playoffs? Gosh, uh, you know, I'm a guy who never bets against Tom Brady, but gosh, Baltimore Ravens, man, it, they have the fire this year. I, next year, I think Lamar Jackson's going to get the, crushed. They've got the fire. They got the fire. Oh, fucking they got the heart, guys. It's but, all uh, about the heart. But uh, I don't... Uh, the way they beat up on the Patriots last time, the Patriots are pretty good at getting, depending on if you want to call them cheaters, uh, pretty good at getting back at the next time around. I think it's going to be Patriots-Baltimore in the AFC, and then I think the Baltimore Ravens are actually going to beat them, and I'd like to see San Francisco go. But 
You think I know we got some EPN you want, you want guys. A, you, want a, you want a rematch of the Niners-Ravens in the Super Bowl? Oh, I didn't even think of that. That actually be interesting. Where it was in the Superdome where Undertaker had to make an entrance in order for the Niners to make a comeback. <laughs> he did. Or the Saints. I, I would actually love to see the Saints and Drew Brees go back and get one more. It's in Miami. That's where they won well, their if, one. if the Saints did go, it would uh, it'd be pretty telling from an earlier podcast we had with uh, JT and the Don saying that the Saints were one piece away. And it was that, I don't even know the guy, that's how I'm plugged out of the Saints. I have that one wide receiver they Michael Thomas and paid a pile oh, of money to. He said he was and one they guy They re-signed away. him. And, and we were, signed him. And guess what he did today? He, he set, set a, a new, new NFL, NFL record. record. I thought going to say he blew what, up what, his what, knee. What was the record? The uh, new NFL uh, most record. catches in a season. He'll tell you. 145 catches he Get has right now. fuck out of Dodge. He's got one game to go yet. One game to go yet. I remember when I remember Sterling when Sharp, Sharp had 108 and it was a big 108 deal. 108 and 92, and then he re- broke it the next year with 112. And then it got broke the following year but with a Change my pick. I want to see the Saints for sure, and I want to see Baltimore whoa, in the Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa. That give would be, give Dave 20 be, seconds. Yeah, let's change let it again. Here. <laughs> Answer. Who do you like? <sighs> God, I so want to be a homer and go over the Packers, but the reason, the only only way they would is if they could somehow maintain the two seed or one seed, so that way they have home field advantage. But because I think any given day, but they've shown they couldn't beat the Niners in San Francisco, so you got to hope that they have. That's because they were all partying all night, just like when they went to L.A. Oh my! (laughs) It was party time. They have them here. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Joey. Uh, but, yeah, I do like Baltimore. Otherwise, um, kind of a sneaky pick. It, well, not sneaky. It's Kansas City, I think, that if they got the rematch with with Brady, I think this time they could they could hold on to win. Because they did win earlier this year. Was it in New England? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a shot. Um, and then NFC is so wide open. I would love to see, obviously, our Packers. But I'll but say. But what? <laughs> It's just what's that defeat is? I mean, the, 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 the NFC Quinn. is just so it's it, it's tough. It's All right, tough. let me let me tell you something. Right, let tell me lay Quinn. some knowledge on you here. Hit who it. was it that in the beginning of the season said the Packers are going to go thirteen and three? Who who was that? Well, that hasn't happened yet. Who was so that's yeah, going to happen. These next two games are gimmies. They don't even need to show up. Easy, so, easy. So what it's going to be? Your Super Bowl is going to be these Green Bay Packers and those New England Patriots. It's going to be used by the NFL as an end of an era game. After this, all bets are off. Then the next season, you're going to have the new blood quarterbacks coming in. Your Lamar Jackson, your Showtime Mahomes. No, not the Bears, Dave. They're done. They're a dumpster fire. (laughs) Um, Patty Mahomes is actually on the screen. Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots. That's my pick. If you wanted to say if you wanted to go to an homage to the NFL... Why wouldn't be a rematch of Super Bowl One, the Packers and the Chiefs? Because the Kansas it's City the, doesn't it's, draw. They're, it's, they're, the it's the hundredth year. New England's year. a bigger it's market. Year. They got to get the year. eyeballs. Although that would be good though to see a rematch of Super Bowl One. Yes. Good point. Answer. We should be writing the story for the NFL. They wouldn't have to rig <laughs> so many Jesus games. Jesus they keep, Oak. They, keep they keep talking to Vince. They Who do you think uh, is going to be? In the big game. Who do I want to see in the big game, or who do I think is going to be in the big game? Give Both. us your think. Both. All right. That's so use your heart I'm a, I'm and a your bit head. Of a, I'm, a bit of a, I'm a bit of a unique NFL fan here uh, myself. He's and watched two Here's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got as much knowledge I, as Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, so the reason I say I'm a bit of a unique NFL fan is because obviously my favorite team is the Packers, but I have like a pecking order of who I root for after that. So I want the Packers to win. Next after the Packers is the Patriots. Not because I give two sideways fucks about the Patriots, but rather because I love Tom Brady. Uh, I've gotten in arguments with this for people for years. To me, he's the underdog. A dude got drafted in the sixth round, came up, and has dominated forever. Everybody wants to hate on the guy, but they forget that he started from fucking nothing. Jealous. He was a backup. He is. He's like Rudy. He's like Rocky. You know what? He came to the top. So second is Brady. My third, and I know it's not going to happen, obviously, but uh, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. After that, I told my boy Dauber I would always root for the Vikings if the Packers were out. Actually, I think the Vikings. I think I promised Dabber uh, Vikings above Steelers. So Packers, Pittsburgh, uh, Vikings, then Steelers, then, uh, you know, I just, you know, flip a coin. But um, so that's who I want to see win. Um, but as far as who I think is going to win, I think you're going to end up seeing a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl is what I really think. Gonna go with the I, think huh? I think Lamar Jackson is he's too good. And you know, part of me questions because we're forgetting you know, about Seattle out there. Yeah, yeah part, Seattle. Yeah, NFC's Seattle's tough, tough, man. The NFC is tough right now. But the thing with Jackson is, I think I think people are gonna and and, and when the playoffs are gonna come up, everybody's gonna be watching just endless hours of game footage, trying to you know figure out how to mm-hmm. stop this guy. Because you got to remember when Kaepernick first came on the scene, he was just roasting. He looked like fucking Superman against roast, the Packers. He was roasting defenses. Only, only what two hundred yards passing and then and rushing. And then game? when um and then when people started figuring him out adjusting their defenses now granted you know um, Lamar Jackson is an incredible athlete and you look they might be able to put together a game plan that you know to try to stop him because he can throw too that's a thing mm-hmm. I mean so he's a really talented quarterback but I just right now I just don't see anybody beating the Ravens obviously <laughs> you know they say it any given Sunday for for a reason that's because true. anybody can win yep. um but I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the the Ravens and the 49ers. Now that said, there's a lot of good teams. It was funny. It's funny to me how many Except people are, the Cowboys. are writing off the Patriots. And the Patriots aren't winning in dominating fashion that they that they used to. But they're still 12 and three. Ah, oh, Patriots well, are done. Well, they're at one fucking po- 12 and three. Well, yep. at one point they could have been six and one without their offense taking a snap. Yeah, that's well, how dominant their defense. Yeah, well, has the been Packers. This year. The other thing is the Packers. People are doing the same thing about the Packers. Like, yeah, they. They've had some not so awesome wins, but they're still what twelve and three right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're twelve well, and three. They could finish and three. eleven and three. Yeah. Eleven and three. Yeah, they got the game coming up, so they're eleven and three. They could finish the season thirteen and three. Uh, I was listening to one of my one of my favorite things to do, and and I I love. I absolutely love doing this after Packer games is listening to, I'll put on WIXX and listen to the after game show. I forget what it's called. Uh, I don't know. Whatever one is on WIXX with Mark Tauscher on there. He's awesome. Friend of the podcast, by uh, the way. I almost got into a fight with Mark Tauscher at Route 66 Did you try to take his uh, meatball sub or what? No, uh, I will tell that. Remind me on a story to talk about how me and Mark Tauscher almost got into it in 2002. It got real ugly. We exchanged some not so nice words. But in any regard, I love listening to the to the radio show afterwards with all the fans calling in because they'll win five games in a row or whatever and the fans yeah i just don't feel like the defense quite did their job and uh you know aaron Rodgers, this and this and the fans will call in with these stupid fucking analysis <laughs> and sometimes the, the sometimes the uh the radio hosts will they'll play to that you know and they'll be like well that's a good point every once in a while like so this <laughs> well, they, they this past weekend okay this past turn, weekend turn, against the 
Bears, some guy came in. He's like, I just, I just felt like they really came out flat in the second half, and they can't close games. And you know what? They came out flat and just couldn't do anything. And the radio guy's like, actually, they came out and scored two touchdowns in <laughs> yeah, a matter of a couple minutes. The first two drives. Yeah, but no, yeah, but he's like, yeah, but you just said, and the guy called him out. But in any regard. Mark Tauscher t- brought up an interesting point. Now, Mark Tauscher actually played in the fucking NFL, mm-hmm. so whatever. That's why I love that shit. He said, you don't... He's like, look, he's like, you hate to think that teams play down to certain teams, okay? He said, but as a athlete, as a competitor, you're not going to get as fired up to play a shitty team as you are to play the best team in the league. That's just how it is. Sometimes your performances show, sometimes this, sometimes that. And so a lot of Packer fans right now are being all like, oh, they barely beat the Redskins and the Giants, and these are shitty teams. They're also yeah. millionaires and getting paid to yeah, play a fucking game, yeah, too. And, and it's they like, have pride on the line. It's like, you know what? Um, Andrew, you completely went the opposite direction of the. Po- do you fucking even listen when I talk sometimes? Guys? No, he's, Not just, really. he's just waiting for Holy his chance. Shit. Jump in. Yeah, there's a saying that there's a saying, Andrew. Listen to understand or listen to respond. And sometimes you just fucking listen to respond. The direction I was going with that is players do play down. And while they don't want to admit that they would play with less enthusiasm and less heart from game to game, the reality as a competitor is is you're going to be more fired up to play against a better opponent than you are. Like, look, if you went out and you knew that you were playing against the JV squad, it's hard to have that that epic, like, locker room, like, we need to go out and and do our best and play our hearts off to beat the Browns. Well, let me put it in terms that, that, that the answer can understand. If you're going out on one of your Tinder dates and she's a four, you're not going to be as fired up as if she's an eight. You're not going to. But, but she, on the other hand, is going to be fired up to be going out with me like that JV squad is going against the Packers. Like the Bears were fired up because they're going against a better and team. And that's why they play them Just close. like you said with the Packers, or they're playing down to them. Well, we're not as fired up. Well, that JV team is going to be fired up they're to face them. They're fired up to play them. But the players on the team that's better, you, you when you're talking about a competitive environment it's hard to get fired up to play a lesser team it just is it's hard to get fired up to play a lesser team and i think that's what mark tauscher was saying and so how he followed up with that is is you only have to beat that team on that day that's how good you have to play and yeah the packers lost to the 49ers so yep but guess what the 49ers have three losses too the chiefs are on right now everybody oh the packers aren't as good look the chiefs have four losses the niners have what two or three losses Mm -hmm. the ravens have a who's like right now we talk about the ravens and i'm guilty of this too because i'm talking about the ravens like these guys are fucking unstoppable yeah we don't watch them every day like their fans who who have the ravens lost to this year Exactly. None a- of us Andrew, know because, Andrew, because Andrew, we don't watch them every day. The, you know? uh, they lost to the Browns. Get the fuck out. Week yeah. four. Yeah, week four. Yeah, week they four lost the Ravens lost to the Browns? Yeah. Yeah. Who else did they lose to? We got there Andrew was, stats uh, over here. They were going against Johnny Football. <laughs> yeah, Johnny <laughs> Football. <laughs> they they should have been. Against. That ba- was crazy. Well, you can't do a little bit of blow in the league? Come on. Baker Mayfield. Can't do a little bit of blow. Who did the Ravens lose to? Oh, my God. But in the point is. yeah, the Browns was 40 to 25. Uh, 48. They let the fucking Browns put up 48 points on them. Now, granted, that there's a perfect example. This was probably yep. a situation down. where they were playing down. They're like, yeah, we're just going to beat the – we're just playing the Browns. And the thing is, I think even if you have that mindset going into the week, that's hard to just they flip They lost at. to the Chiefs. That's hard to – okay, so they've lost yeah. to the Chiefs who are 10-4. That four. was it, really. That, okay, so they've got two losses. losses. Yeah. yeah. But so the Chiefs and the Browns have been able to beat the Ravens. So yeah, they're I mean, not, everybody's going to have their stinkers. Everybody's, right. Everybody is beatable on – any given exactly. Sunday, and so for as much as for as much as, and, and I guess I'm. Where's the nearest gas station? 
what in the fuck is that? <laughs> the thing, I guess that I'm, I guess the, the, the reason I'm circling back is I, I, for as much as I think like it's uh, it's a Ravens Niners thing, I am not writing off the Patriots and I am not writing off the Packers either. Cause you look, we got to remember the year the Packers won the Super Bowl yep, in 2010. They, they, they were 10 and six. Fired the whole they, organization. They had, to, they had to win the final two games to get in. They had to, and then ran the table. Yeah. So yep. they, they had, they had to win the final games. They were, like I said, they were what? Fucking eight like and six. Nine and seven or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. They, and they, Hey, you well, got to win these games. They, and they, they ran eight it. Six Cause they, they lost the game where Matt Flynn started at quarterback against the Patriots where they almost won. They it. almost won yeah. that game. Yeah. And, uh, but then, yeah, they had to beat the giants. Then, they had to beat the Bears, and then uh, they went into the playoffs. They and beat the Bears. Go figure. Yeah. You know, speaking Shush. of that, uh, Dave, you were just saying how much you enjoy listening to uh, you know the Packers sports radio. Uh, you know, after Packers games and how entertaining it is. I just want to throw out there that for any of our fans out there, uh, I don't know if it comes out on if it comes on Sirius or XM or whatever. But after a Bears loss, if you have the ability to listen to Chicago <laughs> sports <laughs> radio, oh, I can they are absolutely heartless. I, I mean, you want to talk about? You think the Packer fans are stupid? Right, you Quinn. should listen to the Bears <laughs> Quinn, fans. Quinn. So if anyone's wondering what Quinn is talking about, it's six seventy the score. <laughs> And ESPN 1000 Chicago. Are the Bears so fans are the Bears fans just fucking ruthless? Dude. So are they? Okay, here's bad. the thing: are they are they mean? Because the Packer fans that call in and bless their hearts, that's eh, a that's a southern way to say shut the fuck up. You're stupid. A little dumb. Yeah. The, so the Packer fans aren't. That's a, maybe that's the difference between Green Bay and Chicago. The Packer fans aren't mean. They're just say they have some terribly stupid insights yeah. on on what the Packers need Not to do. Uh, up to speed. Talk, what, the, what are the Bears fans doing when they call? So, ESPN Chicago 1000, they will limit the kind of callers that will call in because depending on the game, of course, but 670 the score, sometimes they'll let it roll with an uh, an idiot who's maybe talking out of his butt a little bit or a genuinely pissed off fan oh, who's like just the burying team. the team. But even during some of their wins, even the guys, uh, the host, they do a pretty good job of staying pretty fair and be like, yeah, we won. Big deal. Yeah, they Trubisky, hate Trubisky the did this. You know, what about this play call, Nagy? You know, nothing is cons- – they go – even the hosts go off. It's even never win. It's so awesome. It's never good enough. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go on to the next one, I want to go to a, a voicemail from well, a friend of the podcast, and he has something to say along with you guys' Tom Brady stuff here. Who's this? Hold on. Don't go yet. This oh, is just, was- good old Dobber. Okay. One more thing to get off my chest. Um, I'm with Quinn. Brady is not a system quarterback. I do not give a flying cow when anybody says Tom Brady. If the Patriots didn't have Tom Brady, they wouldn't have as many Super Bowls or any other Super Bowls. You can say Guapolo did this, Guapolo did that, um, Castle did this, Castle did that. Did they either win a did they win a playoff game for New England? No. So all the people who want to say Tom Brady is a system quarterback can kiss my fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's our soul. That so, so the year the that Matt Castle was the quarterback and went uh, eleven and four as a starter, uh, they didn't get in the playoffs because the Dolphins happened to beat them and win the division, and they also got Matt Castle a pretty hefty contract out of it. Now the, the, the team year before, the year before they went undefeated though, yeah, and lost the Super Bowl. But yeah, that's like giving a guy. A Sherman tank and saying, "Hey, uh, do you think you can go through this wall? I think I can probably do it. <laughs> I can probably do it. <laughs> I can probably well, make that happen." So you had a Matt Castle that, uh, up to that point, I think it started like twenty college games and no 
no NFL experience and was still able to go 11-4 and four his first year as a starter. I bet if he would have came back the next year, he would have went to the playoffs and did just as well as Brady did the next <laughs> year. Because, because the next year, Brady had the same exact team, and he wasn't in the Super Bowl, was he? No, he made it to the playoffs. You can't say it was the same exact team. They didn't have every single had, guy answer. Had, You're had, letting your hatred of Tom Brady override logic. He had here. Randy Moss to throw two over the top or Wes Welker underneath, just like now where he has Edelman. So why is that or such throw a bad out thing, to though? James White on the outside. That's oh, exactly. You mean, you mean they Mitchell had a team Trubisky that they gave went players? to the Super Bowl with that team. Rex Grossman got the Super Bowl on defense Sexy alone. Rexy. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm going to switch. Trent Dilfer is a winning I'm quarterback gonna, because of his okay, defense. Okay, I'm going to switch gears. Quinn. Boom. Quinn. Is Rex, is Rex Grossman the worst quarterback ever to appear in a Super Bowl? <laughs> Boy, that you know, that's, that's a, I would say well, it, it would have to be he would, would have to be yes. number one in, in modern memory. You know, there might be is, some guys back in the day that were pretty bad, but I mean uh, yeah. I mean even Dave who's a Bears fan. I don't so. know how he made it. Well, I do know how he made it. It's because Brian Urlacher and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, he has an incredible defense. Yeah, yes. but, but for I, how much guys want to bring up Rex, Rex Grossman and Trent Dilfer and all this, yeah, you have those guys, but then you have a guy like Tom Brady who's got like half a dozen rings. You know, you've got well, guys the like Super Troy Aikman who have won three. Joe Montana who won three. You know, four. Bart, four. Or four, sorry. You got Bart Starr Loser. that won more championships than anybody can even count. It's like, yeah, you can get there being a shit quarter Quarterback, but you're going to get a hell of a lot farther being an elite quarterback. Yeah. Andrew, <laughs> take that. Elite. Speaking of elite. Oh, uh, you, mean, you mean petite? Petite. Yeah, petite. All petite wrestling? Fucking Dave. <laughs> Isn't he like a vegan? Dave, that was... That actually wasn't a bad segue. Yeah, like Andrew that? David must be taking those things. He's, 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 he's my star pupil. He's Andrew's star pupil. Now here's a guy who's Andrew's star pupil. Now here's a guy. You just did the slide in like Collinsworth. That was, it was amazing. That was good. Andrew, good work with Dave there. Because, uh, hey, where segue, are we at with time, Diamond Dave? Because I got to know how long I can angrily go off on <laughs> WWE and AEW here. How well, are we doing for you, time? Why don't you start going off and I'll cut you off when I need to. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh yeah, you got it. Hey, yeah, Dave, make sure you do a proper so cutoff. Just, so That's what, another so wrestling we had, term. Uh, we had somebody. So just so you guys know, we can call in Dave. Uh, Dave kind of runs the show here, so people can call in. Joey. And people can call in and uh, and Joey. People can call in and uh, and leave voicemails. And Dave, can they? Wait, whoa, yep. So the can, voice, uh, just just to throw it out there, how can people interact with us at the Bad Medicine exactly. Podcast? Obviously, commenting on our Facebook and Instagram posts. Um, they can leave voicemails now, as you hear with Dauber. Um, Throw that out there, how people can do that for us. Yes, so there is a link. We'll use Spotify as an example. There's a link in the description that you can click on, and it'll take you straight to the voicemails, and then you can leave us whatever you want. It's 60 seconds, though, peeps. You got 60 seconds. Spotify, friends of the podcast. So in any description, you'll find the link. So okay, you can cool, interact cool. with us. So, so, so we had somebody call in and leave a voicemail or shoot us a message or we just oh, were all of that. Well, first we'll have Quinn go off. Okay. I'm trying to find his name. Okay, you're going to get into but, that. Okay. But Quinn's, I think uh, he was talking to me a lot about a ladder match. Oh, boy. Answer, answer, answer. Where do I begin <laughs> with with the the highly anticipated tables? Ladders and chairs, chairs event oh my. from WWE the WWE TLC, yeah. a legendary pay-per-view <laughs> that the bar has been raised to such levels. Could it ever be reached again? It's 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 just a notch below mania. I swear Could to God, it be reached. Well, fellas, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> watch the whole thing twice. Oof. Watched it twice. Devotion. And uh, you don't 
there were some good spots. And uh, overall, you know, I thought the stories progressed quite well and everything. But that let's talk about that main event. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, Mason Quinn's ex-wife number two the, and three. The Kabuki Warriors. Is that their real name? That, that's is, their, their, that is their name. So their, that is the team of Kyrie Sang and Asuka. That sounds like a video Andrew would have in a box in the top of his closet. Have we checked? But Okay, anyway, so we're getting a little long with time, so I'll get right into it here. I'm getting the high sign from Diamond Dave. But no, so the problem that I had with the main event at TLC was, one, it went way too long. These girls were out there uh, botching and stumbling and tripping over themselves for what seemed like 40 minutes. I seriously questioned a lot of their health. I was texting these guys during it saying that th- I'm actually feeling uncomfortable. And I haven't felt uncomfortable watching a wrestling match in I can't remember how long. You know, and it's not like the uncomfortable where you you feel bad for somebody cuz they're out there botching like you're gen- <laughs> genuinely watching it being like, "Oh my god, somebody's going to get hurt here because these guys are these girls are doing things they really probably shouldn't be doing." Now the match went way too long. You had a, a couple of injuries happen to it. Kyrie Sane got uh, some people are knocked saying concussion. It hasn't been confirmed. She was definitely knocked loopy. Uh, Charlotte. Okay, this is the part where I'm going to come at it as somebody who has wrestled before. She came off as incredibly reckless and not taking care of the person and persons she was in the ring with. To me, she came off as very unprofessional and not taking care of the person uh, the people that she was in there with. And it, fucking worked so out. I was pretty hot about it, <laughs> you know, is. from that standpoint, but there was no reason for the, the match Kabuki to go Wars. as long as they did. Well, she was just, you know, it was overall, it was just sloppy and just the, <laughs> he's not wrong. The complete disregard, no, no. the complete disregard for the safety. And guys, we've talked about this before, and this is <laughs> yes. going to maybe come off as being a little sexist, whatever. But the fact is that men and women have different physiological traits and women do not have the same amount of muscle and fat on their body to absorb the kind of damage that they're trying to do in, in these matches. Now, I know they work incredibly light and take it very easy during most of the time during the week. But in these ladder matches, in these pay-per-views, these ladies are fucking killing themselves. And I just see it shortening their careers and, and causing injuries. And at the end of the day, you have to make money by being in the ring and performing. You can't do that if you've got blown out knees, busted up backs, concussions left and right. You can't make money off somebody who's like that. So I see no reason. Okay, if you want to have them in a TLC match, you want to have them in a cage match, that's fine. But somebody needs to put the brakes on this and be like, look, you guys aren't going to go 45 minutes and you're not going to just beat the shit out of each other very recklessly and very sloppy. Ah, I'm done. Well, I was just going to say, you you always said they had a shelf life anyway, so maybe they're going 100 miles an hour now because they know the end is closer than it is for a male wrestler. Like, they're not all going to be an Orton still wrestling well into his 50s, the style that Orton wrestles. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is true. But but like I said, you know, in the era of concussions and things like that where – they have them sit out for as long as they do when they get one. They need to more, be more cognizant of that. And at the end of the day, what did that match do? You know, you, you had the Kabuki Warriors win and, and, and go over, but did it elevate Becky Lynch and Charlotte at all? Did it really elevate the Kabuki Warriors? I mean, yeah, they got the win, but all anybody's so, going to remember is how bad they got the shit kicked out of them and how they're all stumbling around and falling and botching moves and being very unsafe with stuff. And I, I, I don't know. The whole thing, I didn't like it. 
they could have done it mainly, in about half could, the time. Mainly, you didn't of, like Charlotte Flair for being a kind of a bully to Kyrie Zane in it. Yeah, Quinn, yeah, Quinn that reminds too. me of somebody's like angry dad over here. These kids aren't being these kids aren't being safe. But uh, play safe over there. <laughs> but go out and shovel the yard. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, the people getting smashed through the tables and jumping oh, off ladders and stuff, just as much as the next guy. But Quinn, I agree with you. There comes a point where the WWE has to look out for the individual safety of these wrestlers, and it feels like they're going above and beyond that and look we have seen some obnoxiously crazy stuff in the past the hell in the cell with you know with fully Foley, getting yeah. tossed off yeah. we've seen shane mcmahon do some crazy stuff and really when you talk about pushing the envelope at some point you have to put a ceiling on that because you can't you can only go so far because the fans would look you're not going to stop the fans from wanting that shit look if they built a cage twice as high exactly. and somebody jumped off it and didn't die people would be like oh my god that was the best thing ever Look, I get it. You're you're selling a product. You need it to be entertainment. You need shit being out there. But the tables, the ladders, the chairs. At Hold some on. point, at some point, enough is enough, and you got to look out for people's safety. And I think I agree with you 100, percent Quinn. You start pushing the, pushing things too far. You're shortening people's careers. And look, these look some of these injuries. Yeah, it's one thing if you get a concussion. You know, a couple of minor concussions. That's one thing. Some of these people are getting fucked up backs and yep, knees necks. and hips, yep. well, necks, broken necks, and you're screwed up for life. And look, these look. It's one thing to somebody to slam through. Look, these. Tables, everybody knows that these tables, the announcers' tables, these things are purposely designed to break. Look, these aren't the exact look, tables they're smashing people through are not the same tables that you go to Sam's Club and get for a senior graduation party <laughs> that you're gonna put in your garage and you know and, and line up cakes on. It's not the same tables. They're designed to crash. Cake eater. So that's one thing. Yep, when you're slamming somebody through a table, they're gonna be okay. Look, if you're jumping off a 10 or a 12 or a 14-foot ladder and landing even on a padded ground, there's that shit's real. Yeah. You and, know what I'm saying? And how easy is it to blow out a knee or, or rupture well, an Achilles? I mean, it, it happens so often. And, and I'm not saying that, like, I didn't love the ECW and stuff back in the day and, and it was a different time. But like I said, when it's at a point where I'm starting to get uncomfortable watching this, I, I just think that maybe it's they're going – too far and well, I don't and they just need somebody to tell them to put the brakes on like you don't need to do all that to tell an yeah, amazing story right 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 have a good match have a skilled match have people doing cool stuff and look you're these guys are men and women are at risk of injury every time they step in the exactly. ring and do entertaining just as stuff. it is just I, I, having a match I, I, I get there's, I that at the end of the day, they know what they signed up for. They want to entertain. They always want to steal the I show. Dis, I completely, Especially when I you completely say disagree. I, think. I say when you're in the main event, this ain't the damn ice capades. You're in, you're in pro wrestling. And when you're in the main event, you want to steal the show, especially at the end when they're going to have a brawl with every other male coming out, like Reigns and Corbin and shit like that. Well, yeah, let's they're forget they fought something. for 45 minutes I and think, nobody was sweating. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think, here's what I, I, I understand what you're saying, Andrew, but I think there's a two fold component to this one either the organization is saying ah you know what like the fans have seen that before maybe we could push it to another level and having the wrestlers be like well fuck you know this is our job they're asking us to do something so we hate to say no or on the flip side of that you have the wrestlers saying well like i'm gonna try to put myself over 
Did I do, did I, did ah, I do that? Did yep, I do that? Yep, kind of. I'm willing to take a bump to put myself over. No, but the wrestlers are saying, like, okay, I need to establish, you know, um, I need to establish myself or show that I'm willing to take things next level. And so they take uh, unnecessary risks because they're trying to do that. And at some point, like like you said, it was very clear when you're doing these 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 power bombs on a on a floor and and you're they're slamming people down wrong. Look, it, it, you, everybody knows when you fall and your back hits and, like, your head does that bounce thing that off snap, the ground. Yeah. That snap, Top how bad the that chin. is. Yeah, exactly. And but when, when you're fucked up. When you're fucked <laughs> up. Saying, when yeah. you're fucked up and you're, you you're not, not thinking, you might not tuck the chin. Yeah, now, you're, if you're you, at the mercy of your... And if they throw you, know. you down and the angle isn't... Look, and the other thing about slapping slamming somebody down like that is there's a difference between pulling them forward... And then up and pulling them straight down. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Like when you do a power bomb and you pull somebody up, and then you kind of just, I'm, you guys can see me up in the studios, and you pull somebody straight down, they're landing flat He's on your back. lifting up the chairs. When, yeah. you, when you almost rotate, their upper, their upper back's going to hit first, their head's going to snap. When you watch that TLC shit, Quinn, I agree with you 100%. Charlotte Flair got real fucking sloppy with stuff. It got ugly, and it's like, and her, she looked like she was fucked up too, though. So it's like yeah. everybody also, starts getting At the same time, sloppy. though, they all wanted. It seemed like they still wanted. We got to get our spots in, no matter well, what. Yeah, but that's yeah, so that's what they wanted. Yeah, to do. they're not going to. They're, they're not quit. like the old school wrestlers, like your Austin's and Rocks. The or they called it. They they might have one or two things predetermined that we have to do this and we have to do this. The rest of it is like, I'm. Follow my lead, bro. All right, take the take the yeah. line, take the this, take the that. Yeah, I just that. I just think some of these matches, uh, like, and I I look. Hey, I'm a wrestling fan. I like to be entertained as much as the next guy. But I think there's all sorts of very skillful stuff you can do in the ring. There's uh, there's the high flying, jumping out of the ring, jumping off the top rope. I think there's a lot of entertaining things that they can do with good athletes where they don't have to get this crazy with the tables, ladders, and chairs. And and I think. Like I said, I, they, look, I, Andrew, I, I, you're 100% right, Andrew. Like, you, look, when you sign up for the WWE, you know what you're getting into, right? Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't the ice capades, as you say it. But the ice capades, I would guess when you're doing, like, triple axles and stuff, blowing out your knee is probably a very real thing. I'd imagine it's still walk in the park. Yeah. But um, speak for yourself. <laughs> but in any I'm regard, I, I would Why like to see. Me? I would like to see the WWE take a, a little bit more action in protecting the wrestlers yeah. and, and not. And you don't well, always I mean, have, they have. You don't have to protocol. So yeah, but she you did just, have a concussion. She's out at least like two said, weeks. You, if if it was up to the fans, I think they would say, you know, push it bigger, faster, stronger, higher. You know, let's double the size of the cage and see somebody fly off. It, yeah, so. well, and if they well, want that, jump if they off want it. that, there's plenty of death matches. They they can go back and watch. They can go watch a uh, friend of the podcast, Sick Nick Mondo, take a weed whacker to the side of his chest, or do an assault driver off a building through that's, light tubes and, and tables and everything else. If that's what you want to see, or if that's where it's going to go. I just want good storytelling. And I think we saw a lot of that. Dave, do I have time? No. <laughs> just a real over. quick shout out. Uh, if you wanted to see actual wrestling this week, go back and watch NXT from this week. Top to bottom, NXT this week on USA Network with some of the best damn wrestling that he I've seen in a long up. time. Four or five solid matches capped by Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler in the absolute, you know, normally WWE people complain they fuck up the timing and everything. This match was absolutely perfect. They put her over at just the right time, gave her the title. She's a 23-year-old ass-kicking machine who is going to be a star of the women's division. I'm glad you brought up NXT because friend of the podcast, Matt Rolo, is the he has a question for us, and he'd like to he's asking actually, 
Any Sh- predictions or what do you Joey, guys think? Shut up. What do you guys think you'd like to see happen in 2020 from NXT, Raw SmackDown, and AEW? Quinn, why don't you start us off sure, on that? I'll quick start, hits. I'll start it off real quick. Hits. I'd like to see Raw and SmackDown. Well, I'd like to see Raw, first off, continue to develop storylines and play to the strengths of their characters. I love the uh, the evil Seth Rollins with the AOP. I love that. I think that's real good. And I uh, look forward to a lot more uh, character development on Raw. On SmackDown, I love the big-time feel that it has. I just want to see them deliver more in the ma- uh, with the in-ring matches. Um, I think Roman Reigns, Again, needs to be put in a position to carry that. Now, maybe his health is is an issue there. I'm not sure, but I really like what I what I'm seeing on SmackDown. NXT is just my god. I, they are just killing it. I know a lot of those guys are a little bit older, but in terms of just raw wrestling and storytelling, top to bottom, NXT keep doing what you're doing. Uh, AEW, uh, hope you're still in business next Pass. year <laughs> because uh, you guys are getting fleeced. <laughs> Dave, you're a casual fan. Yeah, so... What do you like to say? Emphasis uh, on guess, the casual. Yeah, no, and, and I am. He's um, a worker. So I guess... Uh, <laughs> he, what, what? Keep going. No, I guess what I would like to see is... Uh, look, I, I'll start with AEW because... And this was my biggest concern from the get-go with these guys. They're not going to have a, a deep enough talent lineup to consistently put out a good product week to week. We knew from the get-go, and Andrew, um, you, you, you were... We talked about this. They had some serious funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the shortage of money wasn't really an issue, Andrew, no. as far as I understand, for AEW. Um, who was Andrew? Who's the old owner? Tony Khan. Tony Khan. And his, and his father's the owner Khan, of the Jag- right? Jaguars and has a European soccer team. Yeah, soccer so he's, club. A, he's a billionaire, right? Soccer club. Pretty much. It, you know, he's fashion. a billionaire, right? They're yeah. worth over oh, a billion. So, yeah. okay. So yes. AEW has billions in backing. Oh, maybe he's not throwing his full net worth. <laughs> but we can <laughs> say money isn't an issue for AEW. But... My concern was a lack of production value, and WWE is going the other direction with Friday Night SmackDown being on Fox. Yes, they have. So <laughs> the, the lack of production value with some of the, the smaller wrestling productions and also the lack of uh, talent and the, the depth, depth of their talent. Yeah. And that was that was going to be my big concern because you watch it first show, the first big pay-per-view, and it's like, yeah, they have you know, Goldust, who's now God knows what. They have Cody Rhodes. Dustin. He's Dustin. Still the third wheel in legacy. Big shout out to Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah, right. And then they, you know, they have, they have uh, John Moxie you know, coming over, um, otherwise known as Dean Ambrose from WWE. And they have, you know, the uh, the, the, the Kenny young, Omega, Kenny the Omega, Young Bucks. Young Bucks yeah. So they had, some, they, they had some names, but they didn't have the star power like WWE has. And even if you have the money and if you don't put it into it and you can't get the people to come over, and I'm guessing, like, they could probably throw a bunch of money at these WWE guys, but we've seen this in other sports where people are very leery to leave one organization for the next big thing because if the next big thing takes a shit, we saw this in bodybuilding, and Vince McMahon was the one to do it. (laughs) In the early 90s, a lot of people don't know, wrestling fans don't know, and even newer bodybuilding fans don't know that Vince McMahon started the WBF, the World Bodybuilding Federation. I bought my Ico Pro. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) and it was was done in two years, and look, he threw a lot of money at these guys. Um, As much as uh, XFL? He was he was signing bodybuilders to contracts worth you know two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollars, and this was in the early nineties. That's a lot and that's, back then. That's to compete once a year. That's a lot right now for a bodybuilder. For what? Hey, yeah, 
Yeah, wow. it was crazy. It sounds so, like a Tuesday. But for he got the about Oak. thirteen or fourteen guys to sign up. A lot of the other guys were like, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to stick with the IFBB." I think all of them except for one. I think Mike Christian never went back. Uh, the Iron Warrior, good friend of the podcast. <laughs> Mike, but, uh, good friend. But Mike Christian, um, a great guy. Uh, I see, actually still see him at a lot of the expos and shows and stuff like that. But so in any regard. I think W or AEW could get the talent. I just don't think they are. So my, my final thoughts on AEW is for 2020 is I think they're going to go downhill. I think I, I wouldn't say by the end of 2020, but I don't think by the end of 2021 or 2022, AEW is even a thing anymore. That's my prediction. Andrew? Um, for w, yeah, I was going to say for yeah, WWE, for WWE um, I think, I think, uh, I think if they can keep SmackDown on Friday night and they can keep the entertainment value up, um, you know, I think WWE is just, they're going to be in, in good shape. And I think if they can do well with SmackDown on Friday nights, I think that po- potentially opens other doors, I think. But I think it's a big test for them right now. And I don't know what their numbers are. I don't know what else, you know, Fox had on Friday night. I don't want to NBC has on Bones. Friday night. So, you know, their numbers don't have to be, you know, through the roof necessarily if they're beating everybody yeah, else on Friday night. Which yeah. they usually do. If you're I good mean, enough to beat everybody else. Well. And then here's the other big thing about wrestling that I I think people forget about football has a season. Basketball has a season. Everything has a season. Wrestling is year round. Yep, it's always so there. Fox knows that they have this time slot. They can put this in. And if they can get a segment of people that are willing to come back over and over and over again, this isn't a season. This is something that you can do year round. So I've seen a couple of the, the Fox uh, or the uh, the SmackDowns, you know, now that I'm not traveling, I can catch more of the shows. Dabber and I have swung out to Buffalo Wild Wings. They're great about putting SmackDown on. <laughs> you got a bunch of sports. Put like put SmackDown on. But uh, I, I, I think I think street, so Johnny. far, I think so far, some of the storylines and a few cheesy things aside, I, I I like what they're doing with SmackDown and Fox. I think WWE is going to go onward and upward. Um, to to potentially even bigger things. I think AEW is headed in the other direction. That is from a casual fan's perspective. And how quick was that burnout of AEW? <sighs> That's I mean, a topic for another day, but I, I'm I mean, sorry, answer. Go ahead with your answer quickly. <laughs> uh, if AEW would want to succeed, they should hire Jim Cornette right now to come in and fix that place because their main thing is they need to build and show brand new stars. That's what yep. they need. They can't just keep going back to the well with Jericho, who is... Let's not face it, he doesn't look like 2000 Chris Jericho anymore. No, he, no he's in rough shape. Yeah. He, he, instead of looking like the oak, he looks like the answer. But anyways... Uh, <laughs> he still on, has I'm, four abs, <laughs> Jericho. The abs of Jericho? Yeah, the abs of Jericho. Because he's on, been having sorry. too much of the bubbly. But that's what AEW... They need to keep pushing and building brand new stars that we can maybe get behind. Fix their re- tag wrestling because it's just atrocious. Mm-hmm. Watch any of their tag matches. They're just... They're not... They're not structured correctly. What's supposed to be a five count on a guy getting out of the ring is yeah. now 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the old... Just uh, sign the entire Ring of Honor roster. That'd be a good that, start. That's Give those exactly guys what uh, Quinn and I were saying in the production meeting. AEW, if you're listening, hire us. We'll save your company, too. We also want corny. <laughs> Andrew will come in and get shit done. Fucking ant. We're here to fuck shit up in a good way. Imagine what he'd do to the ladies' division. <laughs> That does need help, too, by the way. WWE with uh, SmackDown, keep pushing Corbin as that top heel because I want to get him so much hated that I love him. I mean, right now he's been great. He's gold on the mic. He just makes you 
makes you want to hate him so oh, much. And I will agree with you on that answer. We don't agree on a lot of things. And I used to, Corbin was one of the guys that I used to not be able to stand. And yes. he has quickly become one of my favorites. Yep. The, the best way to get a guy over as a heel is make, have them win the king of the yeah. ring. Because but, but, you, know, you but give him the king gimmick. Do, he's had to do the work as well, though. Because well, they well, can't, yeah, I, I you know, know, he's come a long way yes. with his promos. Yes. And his in-ring work has, re- I mean, again, I don't want to do too much inside baseball talking like a smart mark here. Bar- but his talk. his wrestling has really improved in the mm-hmm. ring. And I'll definitely give him that. And, the, and then also with us, with Raw, I love the fact about Seth Rollins going back to you know, do what you do best. Like CM Punk is yeah, set being, on backstage, being an, asshole. being an asshole, be that cocky dick heel that does the laugh that Diamond Dave yep. absolutely loves, and keep acting like Negan when he's wearing the jacket. <laughs> well, well, because I j- the first thing I remember is Dave going, "I just love his laugh," where he goes, "Ha ha ha," Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. So it's so, stupid. Uh, get heat. But that's what that's why you do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. That's why that's why the toothbrush was uh invented right quick. That's right. <laughs> well, we will uh we will see, gentlemen, moving into go, 2020. Rolo. We will see uh like I said wrapped Friend up of the podcast. wrapped up uh you know 2020 or rather 2019 an, an interesting year for wrestling and uh, I think we're all excited to see how things play out here in 2020. Uh another, tons of talent. Another yep. another very interesting statistic came out. We're going to wrap up tonight's episode with this. The highest earner on YouTube for 2019. Oh, now, gentlemen, uh, was it I, us? Was it us? It, it, we were we were close, Andrew. Oh, we were like we second. Were I think we were second. close. We were second. Distant. Uh, in business news, recently, uh, YouTube released their report for earners for 2019, and the top earner for YouTube for 2019 was an eight-year-old. Earning $26 million. That Jeez. is an eight-year-old. $26 million. Uh, An eight-year-old boy who reviews toys on YouTube has been named by Forbes as the platform's highest earner in 2019. Ryan Kaji, whose channel Ryan's World has 22.9 million subscribers, earned $26 million in 2019, up $4 million from his earnings in 2018, when he also gained the top spot as the highest earner. Uh, now, Oak, let me ask you, do you think when he goes to school the next day, the <laughs> teacher's like, now, Ryan, you really need to pay attention to this math because you're going to need it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you're going to really I, use geometry in your future. <laughs> it's funny because it's like you wonder what a kid like this does because, I mean, really, as long as his parents are managing his money right, um, he's made $50 million in the last two years before he's 10 years old. It's just unbelievable. If, if they manage his money right, he would never have to work a day in his life, which which becomes... Nope. It nor beca- would his extended family. No. No, um, you're right. Yeah, man, his parents probably would never have to work. I wonder how that works with with how much money the kid gets versus the parents' kids. Because we've seen there's laws, isn't there? We've seen shit with child stars yeah. before. Is where the Macaulay parents, Culkin's parents, parents yeah, take it all. they try the to well, not parents, pretty much just the dad, yeah, taking all this money and shit. So, but that's an I I tell you what, it, it becomes an interesting story a, a lot further than just hey, an eight year old kid made a bunch of money on YouTube. Because look, it's cool to look at that. And I think there was another kid under ten years old. I'll have to look back at the reports. Another kid under ten that was like second or third place who made like twenty million dollars or something <laughs> like that. But when you're a kid, I, like, and obviously I am not a uh, a child lawyer. Uh, if anybody was questioning, 
But the amount of money that these kids earn at before the age of 18 is just astronomical, and they can live off of that money for the rest of their life. So I'm wondering, one, uh, how that works as far as the kids keeping money versus the parents keeping the money. Two, uh, if he invests that money at age eight, <laughs> how much money, if he's halfway decent with it, you know, he could put it in something earning hardly anything and be set. But does a kid like that that's worth you know over $50 million before 10, does he even, I mean, do you go to high school? Do you go to college? What do you do? I mean, maybe take that money and, and you know, be an upstart for True other businesses. Richie but Rich. would you even work? I mean, think about it. I yeah, mean, I, mean, I you... think you would get to a point where if you're driven enough to, and, and granted, the kid's eight years old, he's reviewing toys. This could, he could, this could be, fizzle yeah, out. Yeah, 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 because as soon as he hits 14 so, or 15 years old, the whole toy review yeah, like, could oh, be look, done. girls. Yeah, and he might, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, there's no girl review. He <laughs> might, you know, he might look, and I'm not saying the kid won't, um, the kid won't, uh, you know, take steps to, you know, be, uh, uh, you know, be more relevant with his age group as he gets older. Um, but it's, it's, I tell you what, it's an interesting story because, um, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's, it's interesting that an eight year old kid is earning $26 million. You have all these young kids. Um, uh, Hey kids, like step said, your game up. The, the, uh, the, the, the the amount of money that's available for these kids to earn is is just phenomenal. Yeah, just like shocking. I said, the fact that an eighteen year old made twenty six million dollars is uh, is incredible. But um, you know, a cool story, and, yeah. and that's the thing is like in today's day and age, if somebody's got a product that um, that people are willing to buy, and I guess I say when product, it's it's a media product, it's not an actual product. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good for them. And if an eight year old kid is using his skills, obviously he's connecting with his fans. Uh, I have never watched a single video of his, but I can tell you already, yeah, never heard of the watch, guy. Yeah, without having to watch any, this yeah, kid. That- Probably does that's a pretty solid job. So there, there, there's there's a kid that's a millionaire. Never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, never there heard of him. So my advice would be to talk to friend of the podcast Dave Ramsey, and he'll set you right with uh, how to handle your finances. Or Ian Gager of Northwestern Mutual Life. Before we go, you guys want to talk about uh, any friends of the podcast? Quick, uh, S Force watches. You guys are doing Whoa. huge sales. Big sales for sales. Big sales, not not S. What? Not not big sales. Not big sales. sales. No, we got uh, we got thirty five percent off the classic watches to the end of December, guys. So you got a little bit more time for those uh, big sales going on there. Um, also, going to have some other sales on their original watches and the VIPs. Also. Don't forget to check out MuscleSport.com, and they've got huge sales. Forty-eight it just dropped a flash sale last week; it was up to fifty percent off. So, check it. Sign up. Get emails delivered. You guys will have a heads up on when the sales are coming. But uh, badass watches, cool supplements, and health products. Uh, check them out. That's right. You've only got one body. Take care of it. Live your best life. I uh, hey, I don't got anybody this week because uh, Mister Nakatomi is making us all rich. So I just want to say. Wari Kasuri, this is the Bad Medicine Podcast. Andrew, answer, take well, us home. Well, once again, didn't hear it, whatever. Sorry, Joey. He's trying to mouth me crap. Fucking Joey. I know, he's a prick. So, for the Appleton Oak, man of a thousand <laughs> poses, Mason Quinn, and Mr. Birthday Boy, Diamond Dave Damone. Hey, That's happy right. birthday from Bad Medicine and the Bad Medicine Friends. This is the answer, and good night now. Hey, what's 
What's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Bye!